Hello everybody, you listen to J Movie Talk episode 188 as I'll be talking machete. They called him machete. $70 a day for yard work. 100 for roofing. Get in. 125 for septum. Have you ever killed anyone before? As you know, illegal Americans are being forced out of our country at an alarming rate. For the good of both our people, the senator must die. He was given an offer he couldn't refuse. And make no mistake, we are at war. Every time an illegal dances across our border, it is an act of aggression against this sovereign state, an overt act of terrorism. Set up, double-crossed, and left for dead. You think what you do is right? Taking your brothers and sisters in? Deporting them back to their own personal hells? It's a lot. There are many laws. You want me to help you kill all these men? Yes, bro. I'll see what I can do. the score he gets the women there's nothing i'd like more than to see that mexican dance the bolero at the end of a rope and he kills the bad guys we didn't cross the border the border crossed us Well, this Kukarashi's got AK-47s and he's laying waste everything that gets in his fucking path. But they soon realized... They just fucked with the wrong Mexican. Machete. Alright, I'm back. Um, continuing on with Robert Rodriguez month on the podcast. Um, and I've been looking forward to actually doing this movie for a long time now. Um, talking about the one, the only Machete. The actual movie, not the fake trailer that was a part of the Grindhouse um, film. And also plays on the beginning of this particular film, separate away from Grindhouse. Um, this movie, of course, came out in 2010. So the movie's 11 years old, which is kind of crazy. Um, thinking about that now um, and everything. A uh, quick synopsis about the movie is after being set up and betrayed by the man who hired him to assassinate a Texas senator, an ex-federally launches a brutal rampage of revenge against his former boss. Um, I mean, that's pretty much cut and simple um, with that. And of course, the movie stars Danny Trejo as our title character of Machete, Robert De Niro as Senator McLaughlin, Jessica Alba as Sartana, Steven Seagal as Torres, Michelle Rodriguez as Luz, Jeff Fahey as Booth, Cheech Marin as the Padre Priest. Um, Don Johnson as Vaughn. I've uh, got Lindsay Lohan as April. And I mean, those are pretty much your main cast of characters. I mean, there's quite a few people who show up here that are part of like the Rodriguez, uh, Tarantino kind of 
family of actors and everything. But those are pretty much your main cast of characters here. So, uh, before I get into talking about the movie, of course, uh, just do some more discussion about Robert Rodriguez himself. So, like I say, 2010, he does Machete. And this is all still during the time where he was, like, still trying to push the whole exploitation grindhouse kind of uh, films and everything because as i talked about when i talked about uh planet terror he you know i'm I'm pretty sure him and quentin tarantino thought that grindhouse was going to be a lot bigger film than what it eventually became and it should have been um because like i said on the episode you had never seen anything produced on that magnitude. Two films for the price of one. You got other filmmakers doing fake trailers in between. Um, people were also doing fake trailers, you know, around that time to kind of hype up the whole Grindhouse thing. And unfortunately, the movie didn't do so well. So, you know, but he was, I, I guess he was still trying to make it work. Because what's, what's interesting about that is that he actually... After it's funny, after Grindhouse, he does the um, animated film Shorts, and then he does one of those Nespresso commercials for um, with George Clooney, and then he follows that with Machete in 2010. So in a way, he kind of took took a break from genre type films um, and everything. He took a little break, and then he came back with Machete. Um, and actually made it into a movie because it's one of, like I said too on that episode, it's one of the two movie trailers, fake trailers that is, that really got a major push um, coming out of the whole grindhouse. Uh, Machete being one and Hobo with a shotgun. Those were fake trailers that people wanted to see made into movies and I mean that's how we ended up with Machete. So that's how we end up here. Um, So the movie pretty much kicks off with uh machete and his partner you know they're they're federally cops and everything and they're trying to bring down you know drug cartels in mexico which if you've seen movies like traffic and sicario it's kind of hard to do that when the government and the drug cartels are almost like one in the same in a sense so um yeah they're on their way to try to bring down uh torres um who's like the big the big boss the big bad of uh, the drug cartels in mexico and everything and while they're on the on route and everything they get ambushed and and the partner he gets killed of course so that just leaves machete and he ends up you know going into this house and everything and of course, he lives up to his name because that's what he uses, a big-ass machete. And he starts taking people out as if he was like freaking Jason Voorhees or something, the way he's wielding this machete around. And it's kind of crazy because they don't shy away from, like, the violence or whatnot. They chops the dude's head off. You see head freaking flop down on the ground, blood splash all over the place. Stabs the dude through and through. And it's crazy. Like, oh, shit. Like, when you see this or whatnot. But while he's there... We kind of find out what one of Machete's weaknesses is. And his biggest weakness, it seems to be women. Even though he's a married man and everything, 
his biggest weakness is like women because he walks in on this girl who's naked and everything and she starts trying to you know seduce him and this that and the other and then next thing you know she stabs him in the leg and everything and then he goes down and that's where Torres along with the 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 captain comes in and um Torres like main henchwoman and they bring in his wife and they kill his wife in front of him um and everything and we we do find out that Machete and Torres do have a history together um and everything but yeah they kill his wife in front of him and they basically leave Machete to die or whatnot and that's how the movie kicks off um and everything so it's like the movie gives like a high opening and everything like that um so then we fast forward to three years later and we're in you know um we're in texas basically um and everything and we see we we're introduced to uh the agent um santana ortiz i believe that's her name but santana is what we know her as best and is played by jessica alba and she's basically on stakeout or whatnot um and she because she's investigating this underground network of people or whatnot and she's really like staking out uh Luz, who's played by michelle rodriguez who has this food truck and she's always hel- helping like the day laborers and everything like that giving them food and this that and the other and while she's there we see uh machete he he's one of the day laborers and she was like hmm he's in- he he looks interesting or whatnot and i mean danny trejo does have like a interesting look about him he does stand out in the freaking crowd especially when he has has a shirt off and you see that big tattoo of a woman on his chest or whatnot but she notices him and everything but she continues on with her um you know surveillance of lose and everything like that so another thing i want to talk about real quick is because we do get to see freaking and it's funny too because they they say introducing don johnson when the credits is playing which is like introducing don john this isn't his first role or whatnot but i mean tarantino not tarantino but rodriguez uh, they are known for doing like little nuggets like this where they'll say that someone's intro- like introducing somebody um in a way that even though they're not being it's not their first role but it's like introducing them to i guess this world that they've created or you know introducing them to this type of character that they're playing because up until this point in don johnson's career he wasn't known for playing characters like this of course in recent years tarantino and rodriguez have turned him into playing these um you know racist plantation owner slash proud boy ish type characters especially here in, in in machete where he's basically like a proud boy um to be his in a sense um because he leads this like rebel group and everything um proud boys that's what you want to go with um and everything and they basically patrol the border now they're not official or anything like this but because they're because they're americans and everything they feel that it's their duty to protect this land you know from from people crossing the border or whatnot and they're in league with senator mclaughlin because we get to see where at night as some you know people trying to cross the border or whatnot they roll up on them and vaughn he has no problem shooting a pregnant woman 
and everything like that, which the senator, he's not too, 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 you know, upset about it or whatnot, even though he does like, oh, she's pregnant type of thing, but he wasn't like too, too upset about it at the same time. And then McLaughlin himself decides to um, kill uh, the young boy that was with her as well. And it's on tape. It's like, oh, some of his friends would be, you know, they would they would get a kick out of that. So it's like he's getting joy out of just, you know, killing these people and everything. It just it sets them up as being like real nasty people. But it's crazy seeing Don Johnson in this role, Um, at least like I say in 2010. Now is looking back at it because he plays Big Daddy a few years later in freaking Django Unchained. So it's not too much of a stretch at that point. But here it was the first time like seeing Don Johnson like that because he was always he was always known for being Mr. Cool and being, you know, Crockett from Miami Vice type of thing. Now he's known for being these type of roles or whatnot. So, um, one of the craziest things about this movie too, to me at least, is the fact that Danny Trejo Machete has Jessica Alba and Michelle Rodriguez both as potential love interests in this movie when it's like this dude is old enough to be either their father but it'd be their father in a way but the way it's played up like they're so infatuated with him um at least jessica alba's character is more so i mean in the beginning it looks like Luz might be like that in a way but that quickly turns when her character takes a whole shift and everything like that which i'll talk about her character later on but in the beginning, it's like both of them kind of have like this infatuation with him. And it's kind of crazy because it's like Jessica Alba and Michelle Rodriguez, like really. But at the same time, I mean, he, he it's funny because even though Machete is, is, is very deep, too over the top of anything, even when his wife gets killed. Yeah, he shows some emotion, but for the most part, he doesn't really show a lot of emotion. He's almost I mean, it. It's always been said like Danny Trejo is the Mexican Charles Bronson, but in, in all essence, he really is the Mexican Charles Bronson um, and everything where Charles Bronson wasn't really keen on showing a lot of range of emotion in his films either. So they had a lot of comfort when it comes to that. Um, so as Machete is kind of, you know, you know, working and everything like this, one day he's picked up by a man played by Jeff a., uh Jeff Fahey, uh, named Michael Booth, who picks him up and Machete starts, you know, giving him his rates for everything as far as what he wants him to clean. And the man, and Booth, he just quickly stops, like, Have you ever killed anyone? And Machete gives him this look, like, Are you serious? You know, type of thing. And that's when we find out that Booth basically wants Machete to kill Senator McLaughlin because of how he feels that. The senator's heavy immigration policies is is a bad is bad for business and it's bad for everyone. So the senator needs to be taken out, type of thing, um, or whatnot. And it's funny because the way it's set up is like if you didn't know anybody, you swear like okay, Booth is just a just some guy who wants the senator taken out. Maybe he works for the government or something like this and feels and they feel like McLaughlin is, is getting too big for his own britches or whatnot. So he needs to be taken out type of thing. Um, and the way it's set up, you know, it it, it plays similar-ish to how Snake Plissken is recruited for uh, the mission in Escape from New York. 
And there's even a few references to it, namely like when Machete is brought in and he's looking over the weapons and everything like that as he walks across the table. It's the same exact shot, same tracking shot and everything. And basically you can say that Booth is Lee Van Cleef character um, to some degree or whatnot as he's giving him this mission um, and everything like that. Um, so which that scene is one of the one of the few scenes in the movie that was in the original trailer um, and everything. But kind of staying on the topic of Michael Booth uh, played by Jeff Fahey who was a part of the whole grindhouse thing because he played jt in planetary you know always talking about freaking barbecue sauce and everything um so it was kind of interesting to see him continue on not interesting but cool to kind of see him continue because jeffrey he doesn't get like the credit he deserves as an actor he's always been one of those actors who's been very solid but you might not know his name but if you see his face you record you you know oh like yeah he was in such and such or or that's the lawnmower man you know from the movie from the early 90s right you, you always be associated with the lawnmower man i think um so one one of the craziest things in this movie and i don't know why this was included but i guess it was to kind of bring some more shock value to it because it is supposed to be an exploitation movie is this weird relationship that booth has with his daughter april played by Lindsay lohan because he gets a phone call from her and everything like this that she needs some help so he finds out where she is and and almost like freaking hitman or whatnot he rolls up to the spot goes in kills a couple of dudes finds her laid out and everything drags her to the car and we see where it's funny too because they actually use like a body double it's not her originally but then when she gets in the car and then he's talking to her she turns over and looks at him like okay daddy you know type of thing and just the just the back and forth that they have and this whole thing where he has impure thoughts about her because later on when uh cheech marin who plays the Padre and everything he talks about that about Michael Booth coming into confessions and everything he's always talking about the impure thoughts that he has about his daughter and this that and the third and it's like okay what exactly why is this even being brought up like what does that really add to the story I mean I understand it like I say for shock value and stuff like that but it didn't really add anything more to the story it never goes anywhere you never see him try to force himself on the daughter but I mean there's one scene that while they're eating and everything where they kind of have some dialogue back and forth and they do kind of give each other these looks so it's like she has like similar feelings like that towards him but it's never mentioned whether or not she does or not um and speaking of Lindsay lohan she i remember when this movie came out um or was coming out i should say and a lot of people was like what the hell is she doing here why is she in this because this is during that time period where Lindsay lohan was just like she was just all over the place and doing a whole bunch of ridiculous, you know, silly shit and things like that. And, you know, just had her name out there for all the wrong reasons um, or whatnot. So having her show up here, people were like scratching their head. Like, why is she in this movie of all the people they probably could have cast for this? Like, why her? Why her? And I, I do remember Robert Rodriguez talking about why she was cast. I can't remember exactly what he said about it, but he just said, you know, she, you know, she came in, she did the work. She wasn't a problem with him, at least, because she was getting a reputation for like movie sets where she was a problem um, and things of that nature. But he was like she she came to work. She was very professional, you know, working with him and everything. And 
or whatnot. And the role that she plays in this movie, to some degree, it it doesn't really add a whole lot. I mean, if you take her character out, it the movie doesn't really lose anything. I mean, because I know the scene towards the end between her and Robert De Niro is supposed to carry more weight than it actually does. And the fact that she's walking around in the final act of the movie in this um, nun outfit, um, nun robe, I should say. Or whatnot, carrying this big hand cannon of a gun and or whatnot is supposed to be like oh such a you know taboo type thing. But at the same time, if you took her character out of the movie, she wouldn't. The movie doesn't lose anything, I don't think. Um, or whatnot. So we get to where McLaughlin is giving a speech, and when you listen to this speech, and even though this movie came out in twenty ten, when you listen to the speech and just. The way he talks and, and everything like this, it makes you think about somebody who's still the president now for a few more days. Uh, makes you think about him and how he feels and about the whole border and the fence and, the, and this, that and the third. It's like, huh, that's very interesting. You know, it makes you wonder, like maybe he sat and watched this and like, oh, yeah, that's how I want to be. Or whatnot. And maybe that's why Robert De Niro you know has feeling towards him the way he does because like basically trying to you're trying to be a tough guy but you're not type of thing but i'm not gonna go off on a tangent about him because i don't care about talking about him but anyway um but yeah so mclaughlin you know he's giving this speech or whatnot and we see where machete is up on the roof on another building and as he's getting ready to um shoot the senator he notices that um, there's another guy on a, another roof, not too far away, played by actor Shea Wiggum, um, who has a rifle aimed at Machete. He shoots Machete, and then without even looking, he turns his rifle, aims it, and then shoots before actually looking as he shoots the senator in the leg. And that's when everybody freaks out. Machete, he gets shot. And, of course, Booth, who's right there in the audience, he looks up and is like, oh, over there. And you see Machete running away and everything like this. So then you realize that it was all a setup for Machete to kind of be like the patsy and everything to take blame to basically increase the whole immigration policy because he was a Mexican who was trying to take out the senator and this, that, and the other. So, then, like I say, we realize that um, type of thing. <clears throat> so after the whole shooting and thing like that that's when we find out that booth works for mclaughlin he's actually his senior aide and everything and then also too we find out that booth is working for torres because torres actually facetimes him on the computer and it's like okay there wasn't really facetiming like that in 2010 but i guess there was a little hell of a time so Torres, he FaceTimes him and everything. It's like letting him know, like, oh, you know, and like I see what happened, this, that, and the other, and it's gonna increase. Cause Booth is all about. We realize that Booth is actually a drug dealer himself, and he's working in the illegal trades. So all this is gonna do is help increase his business because by shutting off the border, it shuts off, you know, all the product that's able to come across the border the way it's coming across. But if it's stuck on the other side it makes it a lot harder which means that people pay more so you realize like there's more to this than just closing down the border even though certain characters don't realize what's going on until the end 
So Machete, who's been wounded at this point, you know, he ends up getting rushed to the hospital and everything. And that's where we see uh, Dr. Felix, uh, who was in um, Planet Terror. He's here as well. I don't know if he's actually playing Dr. Felix or, or whatnot, but it's the same guy who plays the doctor who actually is a real doctor and everything. That's why he rattles off all the doctor terminology the way he does because he's actually he actually is a real doctor and we also see the return of the crazy babysitter twins from planet terra electra and elise uh, avalon um they're playing two nurses who and they all work for the network um and everything like that so they're basically you know trying to nurse uh, machete back to health and clean him up and that's where while he's there um, Shea Wiggum and some goons show up to basically, you know, kill Machete. And while they're walking around and searching the hospital or whatnot, Machete, he basically like, oh, it was just a flesh wound type of thing. Cause he gets up out of bed as if nothing really happened to him, um, and everything. And he basically get into this whole fight with these dudes in the hospital and he kills all of them, except for Shea Wiggum, um, who, who manages to get away well he actually gets captured by like the police when they see him pull out a gun and everything he gets hemmed up by the cops or whatnot but the other guys machete basically takes them out with uh medical uh, knives and stuff like this and one dude he slices open yanks out of his intestine and uses it as a bungee cord as bungee rope as he propels out a freaking window and i always say that that scene when he rips the dude um intestine out it's like a homage to dolomite now i don't know if that was the you know the inspiration for robert rodriguez per se but i wouldn't put it past him if it was because it's very similar to when dolomite and mean willie green get into the fight at the end and dolomite tears out his intestines in similar type fashion or whatnot the only thing is is that Willie Green intestine wasn't 60 feet long like this dude's was um, and everything, which is always like one of the craziest scenes you'll see in a movie. Um, So after the whole chaos is going on and Machete is his face is plastered all over the news and this, that and the other. And McLaughlin is getting all this sympathy. Um, Booth, he sends. Um, he ends up sending a squad well he ends up sending um shay wiggum and some more goons to take out Luz um and everything because he knows who she is and that she's a part of the network and machete happens to be at the house or whatnot and all the while while he's there they're trying to get into the house and machete he ends up killing a couple of guys but shay wiggum is outside and he takes a freaking grenade, tosses it inside. The house blows up. Machete manages to dive out of the house before it explodes and everything. But all the while, um, Sartana, she shows up. And one of the guys, he come, he gets blown out of the house, lands on her car. She speeds off and flees away. But she ends up linking up with Machete um, in an alley and telling him to get in the car. And they get in. And she takes him back to her place. And that's when they kind of start you know, unfolding the whole plot of what's really going on and and everything like that. Um and it's just kinda kinda going back to Michelle Rodriguez and Jessica Alba both being in the same movie. Um 
is it's interesting because Michelle Rodriguez is a really good actress. Um, there's a reason why she continues to get work and not just in the Fast and Furious movies, but she shows up in other films as well because she is a good actress. Jessica Alba, on the other hand, this might be one of her better roles, but that's not saying a whole lot when you really look at the movies that she's been in. Um, and there's kind of a reason why she's not really in Machete Kills so much of the sequel because she just doesn't have that range. Is she a beautiful woman? Yes, she is. Is her acting all that great? No, it's not. And there's certain scenes here where I know they try to give her more to do and make her character be more what it is. But I think if a different actress played her part, it would have been a lot better, especially when you have Machete, who is Mr. Emotionless um to some degree because he doesn't show any emotion he's very like i said he's very dry in the movie uh i would actually say that danny trejo is not the best thing about the movie and that's not a knock against him it's just the way they have the character of machete playing it's like every everything around him has to be top notch and jessica alba who gets to spend a lot of time with him is not really the greatest actress in my opinion so it she kind of is almost exposing herself as far as her acting goes when she's in the scenes with him. I know, I don't know how other people might feel about that. It's just how I interpret it or whatnot, but it is funny. Like when the two main female leads of the movie, you can see the difference between when Michelle Rodriguez is in the scenes with, with um, Danny Trejo and when, Jessica Alba's women and Jessica Alba actually gets more screen time with him than Michelle Rodriguez does um so everything begins to kind of fall into play when Torres is revealed to be the whole mastermind behind everything and basically he's at the point of where okay like look Machete needs to be taken out if he's not taken out soon enough I'm going to actually have to come and do it myself. And he's telling this to Michael Booth and Booth is like, I'll take care of it type of thing. And it's funny to listen to Jeff Fahey in this movie because he has this like whispery, raspy voice, which is funny because when you listen to him in Planet Terror, his voice is raspy, but he he sounds a lot more upbeat where here everything is like a like a slow whisper and and everything and very particular and, you know, you know, like you know, type of thing. That's how he, he comes across or whatnot. Um, so he starts to kind of panic because it's like, okay, if Torres is gonna come, I need to make sure all my T's across the I's are dotted, type of thing. So he starts to panic or whatnot, and and everything. But what's funny too is that he's doing this all the while. He's trying to keep senator mclaughlin in in line and kind of going towing the line of continuing to hype up about you know the whole immigration thing and it's funny about robert de niro in this movie because he this this might be one of the funnest roles that he's probably had you you could tell he's having fun with it um and everything because he understands like what the movie is the character that he's playing um and everything but 
one thing about the character that we notice is that he the character of McLaughlin himself is putting on a facade because in the hospital when there is just him and Booth in, the, in, in his room and everything and Senator starts talking and you realize like hmm, he doesn't really have a, a southern accent even though when he's talking with the people he has a southern accent but naturally he doesn't and he starts talking about i don't even like i don't even like this place and you know why he's doing this and everything so it's like uh, he's putting on a facade so there's even a a deeper meaning behind that character than just what's on the surface as well and de niro does a great job in the movie i mean you're not supposed to like him but there's a few moments in the movie where it's like it's funny seeing him do certain things and then later on the fact that they have him still a cab and he's driving a cab and he's taxi driver and it's like really it's like because he was taxi driver so let's put him in a cab and let's have him driving around in a cab i mean i'm not sure if his uh cab license is still valid because i know years ago when he did taxi driver he actually did get a driver license as a cab driver so did he keep it active and everything but uh, who knows but um what was funny is that when things really started to go down for booth is after machete who went to see the pre he went to the church and find out that the priest the padre played by cheech mary that they are actually brothers um or whatnot and machete asks for his help he's like no no I'm, no i'm not gonna help you with any of this and everything so he tells him to leave he leaves he ends up going to booth's house he hooks up with uh april and april's mother make a video he he basically gets some drunk on some scorpion tequila whatever the hell it was that he was drinking takes him back to the the church and everything and and the Padre is like, I thought I told you to, you know, what are you doing? Why would you bring them here type of thing? But because they're naked and everything, Chi-Chi just looking at them like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sure I can find some some use for them. You know, in the church, the church is always looking for good people, which is what he says. And and he leaves the, you know, he leaves them there and everything. And so Booth, who now after because he kills uh, Shea Wiggum or whatnot for not getting not able to kill machete twice so <clears throat> he he needs a new like assassin so he calls in tom savini who plays a character named osiris or whatnot so he comes in with his men and they're armed to the t and whatnot and they end up going to the to the church and that's when we get this crazy shootout with cheech who has these two shotguns and everything against tom savini and his goon squad or whatnot and Cheech is moving around like freaking Metal Gear Solid with these shotguns and there's one part where he's literally running in front of Osiris and he's shooting at him but he never gets hit once and it's like how is that possible like he should have been shot at least four or five times at least that's the least or whatnot but he manages not to get shot goes to the other side where the pillar is he he's he's facing away from it takes the two shotguns aims them at a cross behind him and kills two goons and it's like how how are you doing this and like what skill set do you have like clearly he wasn't always a priest but it's just like the fact that he has this wild skill set of being a killer is just crazy but uh they end up uh they manages to get the best of the uh padre 
and Booth and Osiris, they basically stake, um, stake him to a cross before they get the information that they need. But unbeknownst to them is that the fact that the Padre has the church read with cameras. So everything that was discussed in there is on film and Machete finds this out. And then he exposes um, Booth um, in regards to the whole thing about the senator or whatnot. And the senator freaks out. It's like, what the hell was this? And everything. So he's like, I'm about to have a heart attack type of thing. So uh, Booth ends up getting the senator out of the hospital or whatnot and because the senator was using this as like a as a campaign ploy um in a way but when this video comes out that booth basically did all this in the behest of the senator and it starts to bring them down so they're trying to flee from the hospital they get in a limo and this is where the senator gets so pissed with booth he ends up shooting him and he leaves him to die or whatnot and that's when the senator he gets he he steals a cab and then that's when he takes off and leaves booth there to die and that's when machete shows up and he's ready to kill him but then he sees what booth is is like hanging on for their life or whatnot and they get into like a back and forth argument and then booth asking like where's my where's my wife and daughter because whole his whole thing was after he saw the video of machete with his wife and daughter having sex or whatnot his whole mission was like to find his wife and daughter. So he asked Machete before he dies, like, where's my wife and daughter? And it's funny the line that Machete says is that they're with God. And Booth, not realizing that that means that they're at the church, he's like, well, I guess I, I, I'll never see them. And then he dies or whatnot. So that, that's how his character, his fate goes. So he never knows that his wife and daughter was not killed. He goes, he dies basically thinking that they were dead too. So, um, so Senator McLaughlin, he decides to go to where the Proud Boys are, they compound or whatnot, and they're pissed with him because they realize that he's working, you know, he, he kind of had like a double, double thing going on as far as why he was doing what he was doing or whatnot. So Vaughn ends up kidnapping the Senator and basically like, we're going to execute you you know, on live TV type of thing, which eerily sounds familiar to what um was supposed to happen, or at least what some of these crazy people thought they were going to do when they stormed the Capitol. So, we, so like I say, watching this again with some of the stuff that's happened just in recent, it's like, hmm, okay. It makes you, it, it really does make you think, especially for a movie that's 11 years old and how it's playing out to more current events right now so while they're they have uh, senator mclaughlin held hostage and everything and he you know he's like he's pissed with them or whatnot and it's like you have any last words and and everything like this you know senator he starts like talking trash to him or whatnot but all the while at the same time machete now is is now getting geared up with the network because all the while um machete and and santana they were trying to uncover the whole operation and whatnot lose she ends up getting getting ambushed by um vaughn who walked up on her while she was leaving one of her spots and everything and he shoots her in the eye and you think oh she's dead or whatnot so she's out of the picture um at this point 
So Machete, he basically takes over, and that's when the whole network and everything, they band together. They get all weaponed up and everything. They decide to go storming Vaughn's Proud Boys um, compound or whatnot. So we get this whole battle between the Proud Boys and the network um, and everything, and we see pretty much everybody converges on this compound, um, essentially. And while they're there, we see where Dr. Felix, the the two uh, twins, twin nurses, they show up in an ambulance. And out the back comes Luz, who's now looking like the female version of Snake Pliskin or whatnot. She got this, I mean, she looks badass in this, in this, um, uh, in this all black outfit that she's wearing. And she got the big double, the two shot gun on her hip and everything. And she got the two, like the two holsters and everything with the eye patch and whatnot. Like I say, it, I would love to see the movie just based around her at this particular point and everything. Just, just give me a movie about that. Cause I, I wanted to see that. And like I say, it's, it's a great shot of her walking out the back of that, um, ambulance and they just do the whole profile of her it's like yeah she's a badass and everything and she got this big huge almost wants to say like a pulse rifle <laughs> to some degree that's what it looks like and she basically has to help machete who gets hemmed up by a couple of the proud boys and the one dude gets his his extreme big machete that machete had at this point and he was about to hack him with it, but she shows up and she shoots the hell out of them. And the one dude, he goes scurrying off who had the machete. And it's just like, it's just chaos at this point. It's basically a war that's going on right now between everybody. And and all the while this is going on, that's where um, where uh, Senator McLaughlin, he gets saved by Santana, who tells him, you know, like, senator you know if you want to if you want to save yourself you're going to have to you know become part of the network type of thing he's like okay sure like especially since the proud boys his fan base was basically trying to kill him like well might as well join the other side now so he joins up with them and it's funny because he puts on like a poncho and a, and a straw hat and everything he comes out of there and, and he's now he's a part of the network he's shooting along with him and it's like i said just chaos all over we get that shot from the fake trailer where machete is on a harley he rides on a and has the the mini gun on the front and he takes out a bunch of people as he flying through the air type of thing and also too during this point this is where vaughn gets killed by Luz, who as he's getting away in his uh jeep and everything it's very similar to the scene from aliens where uh the the chick that's flying the plane she gets killed by the xenomorph and it you know, it's right behind her. It's the same type of thing, same setup as well, um, or whatnot. So that's how you know, Vaughn ends up dying or whatnot. And then too, that's April. She shows up there because after her, her mother woke up at at the uh, church and everything. For some reason, she gets infatuated with the nun's robe and she puts it on. And also at the same time, is when they find out that Booth had been killed. So now she's pissed at at the senator but like i said they feel like there's something missing because just the way she has this whole character change and you don't really understand too much about why her character changes the way it changes but she ends up putting on the nurses the nurse the um the nun's uh robe 
and she takes the um the hearse and she ends up at Vaughn's compound and she finds the senator and she ends up shooting him. Well, actually, she hits him with the car first, but then she ends up shooting him in the chest. So you're thinking the senator, he's gone at this point, too. And she ends up basically taking out like all the guns from from the um, from the network people. And they just kind of look at her like, who is she type of thing? And then she just fades away, really. She she basically goes away. You don't really see her again after this. And it's like, okay, well, like I said, what was really the point of her character in this freaking movie? But at this point is after we find out that Santana had been kidnapped by Torres because she actually rallied the troops to even, you know, storm of uh, the Proud Boys compound. But all the while that was happening, that's when Torres, he shows up and he takes her or whatnot. Cause I always make the joke. Like when he shows up dressed the way he dressed and he got on the dark uh, shades, I was like, well, he really is a drug dealer, but like literally he got on his drug dealer shades. This <laughs> what Stevenson gonna has on at this, at this point in time. So, he shows up with her uh, bound up and he basically challenges um, Machete to a duel a sword fight really and I remember when this movie was coming out I was looking so forward to this fight scene because it was being built up like Steven Seagal, Danny Trejo granted I don't like Steven Seagal, never have and never will Like, but at the same time just just thinking about okay they're going to have this sword fight and I was like okay I want to see what this is going to be like granted I'm not really thinking about the fact that Steven Seagal is overweight and moves like a freaking snail or the fact that Danny Trejo is the dude that was in his mid early well early 50s I think at that point like early fit well mid fifties, I think actually like mid fifties pushing. Cause he's in his seventies now. So, well, no, this is just 11 years ago. He was in the, He was in his sixties at that point. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it like that, um, type of thing. So we get this fight scene between them and I always laugh at the fact that, that Steven Seagal, he actually does have fun with this role too. Uh, even though I wasn't, like I said, I'm not the biggest Steven Seagal fan. It's only like, two movies of his are actually like one that he's the main star of that I actually like, which is hard to kill. Um, and everything. The other one being exit wounds, even though that's, that's a, that, that movie real quick, just to go aside, exit wounds is a DMX. Well, no, is a, it's a Steven Seagal movie disguised as a DMX movie. And that is the reason why that movie is got as popular as it did. It was number one at the movie theater. Cause people went to see it because of DMX, not realizing that he's barely in the freaking movie, but back to machete. So, um, you can tell that Steven Seagal was having fun with this movie, um, or whatnot. And, and his role and everything. Cause as he's talking to machete and he has like, the, yeah, he, because he's whispering all in the goddamn movie is also so he's talking with machete and whatnot and he's like oh you know can you save her like you couldn't save your wife and and then he looks at uh jessica alba he's like you got something to say which she can't say anything because her mouth is bound so he he slices off the bar he's like now you got something to say and she does the same thing it's like all right back the fuck up and watch type of thing and 
And so then you get this whole fight between them two. And it's very slow moving. And it's like, oh, this is disappointing to watch. But I feel like if this if this movie came out like in the early 90s and you still had Danny Trejo and Steven Seagal, I think it would have been a lot better. But like I say, you got two old. It's, it was basically like watching two over the hill wrestlers have a match. Or if you want to say Mike Tyson and. Roy Jones Jr. in the exhibition. It's like, yeah, you was expecting something really good, but instead you got what you got. And that's kind of what we got here. And because you notice it wasn't really a great fight scene when it's an extreme close ups on them. So you can't really see everything because it's like, yeah, we got to hide some stuff that that these dudes. Yeah, they're not moving at the speed that we expect them to move or what we expect. But in this, in, as it's going on and everything, Machete ends up stabbing um, Torres through and through. And it's funny because you're thinking that, okay, he's going to go down and die here. But no, he doesn't. He actually st- staggers back, rattles off a little speech and everything. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll die now. And then he takes the the, the, the machete, twists it, turns it slices through his own side somewhat then he falls down and dies and it's like what the hell was that it, it was ridiculous but it, it it made for like a funny scene you know wasn't supposed to be funny um so uh, you think everything is over with or whatnot and because everyone's gone at this point and it goes back to the compound where the senator he's laying there and then his eyes open and it's like he wakes up and then you realize, oh, he had on a bulletproof vest. So he actually survived the whole, you know, onslaught and everything. But he's trying to get away. And the the little weasel guy who is Vaughn's number two of the Proud Boys, he sees him and he doesn't recognize that the senator was a senator. And because apparently he had bit his tongue or something when he got shot. So he couldn't really speak properly or whatnot so he ends up getting shot down on his own border fence and it's almost like he has a smile on his face because it's like well what he wanted is how he died is basically how he wanted them to protect and keep out like you know you know illegals or whatnot even though he wasn't illegal he he got shot down he was american but at the same time he was proud at the fact that they were still patrolling the border, I guess. So he's like, he almost has like a little smile on his face. So that's what ends up happening with him. And then we get this little wrap up with Machete and Sartana, who basically playing road games and stuff like this. And basically realize that they're together now. And then they ride off together and the movie ends like that. And we get like the, the build up for like Machete, Machete kills. And then Machete kills again is the the movies that's coming because it's always planned to be a trilogy at least that's what um robert rodriguez said because we do we did get machete kills um and everything and the next one was supposed to be called machete in space which still hasn't happened yet and that movie came out in 2013 machete kills and here we are in 2021 and we haven't got machete in space yet um or whatnot not saying we that we won't but at least at this point in time we haven't got it yet i mean danny trejo was not getting any, getting any younger um so if you do end up getting it uh, hopefully it's sometime soon so that's the movie machete 
um and everything i enjoy the movie for what it is um once again it's kind of hard to rate it because it is a grindhouse movie so certain things that go on in the movie are supposed to be on purpose so you can't really say oh well this is not good because of xyz so just based off sure entertainment purposes i give it a solid four out of five um as far as a favorite character i would probably have to go with michelle rodriguez and robert de niro uh senator mclaughlin and Luz is my favorite characters um and everything just because i i, I actually want to see more of Luz in this movie you don't i didn't realize like how little screen time she actually has in this movie um and everything but Robert De Niro just priceless as uh, Senator McLaughlin and his Trumpish ways that he has. Um, of course, this is 2010, so we didn't realize, we didn't know, we didn't know, you know, what we didn't know at that time, right? But um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I will be back for episode 189 as I continue with Robert Rodriguez month, as I will be talking about the movie sin city frank miller's sin city i'll be talking about um and everything so yeah that, that'll be the next one for the month of rodriguez that i got going on of course you can check me out on the twitter at g movie talk um as well as my personal page the j giles um of course you can check out all the episodes t um j movie talk on the tv zone podcast network um of course, the host site is Anchor, but also on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, that you can just type in TV Zone Podcast Network and it'll come up and you can check out Movie Talk and all the other shows that we have a part of the network as well. Um, if you want to email me and leave any, you know, suggestions, feedback, or whatever, you can email me at jmovietalk at gmail.com um, and everything. Once again, thank everyone for listening to this episode and I will catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye.